Oh, hey everybody, how's it going? It's Brent. Just want to kind of cut in here and say something real quick. So we recorded a new episode. I got Andrew's audio and I started messing around with it. And I realized that it recorded his laptop mic instead of his Blue Yeti that he has that he normally uses. So it kind of sounds like he's underwater. I think this happened once before. Uh, I have tried to fix it as much as I can, but there's only so much you can do and... Yeah, I don't know, so if it sounds a little weird, that's why. Yeah, uh, enjoy the episode, if you can, I guess. Thanks. Same power, Gold Roger, the king of the pirates, uh, did everything the world had to offer, and Prince afraid to read 1,000 plus chapters because it looks like he. Uh, oh God! I forgot. <laughs> I I forgot that you read all of One Piece between episodes. <laughs> Welcome to today's episode, where my stuff of talk I'm going to talk about is what's going to annoy Brent, and I look forward to it. All right. Yeah. So it's been a bit since we've done an episode. Uh, some life stuff happened, I guess. Yeah, um, some, some, some hoopla's and some who's what's it's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, yeah. So it's another episode. It, all right, good. Just, just go ahead and start talking about One Piece. All right, so Prince afraid to read One Piece. He says it looks ugly. Yeah. Now I'm not saying the <laughs> art looks bad. The art does look good. I just don't like the art style. That's fair. But and story, also, it is a big time commitment as well. Nah, bro, I, I, I read one piece in almost in a week. I just had to take a break because the punk hazard arc really, really just kind of killed me. I'm going to be honest. Is that like in a good way or bad way? So, right, so punk hazard. Is like, I don't think it's like the first big arc after the time skip. But uh, I just didn't like that arc. Look, so there's some there's some body swap shenanigans. I won't go into it. In, okay. In the punk, and I'm not a fan of that trope because it's just the same jokes over and over again. Oh, okay. It's one of those body swap tropes. Okay. Yeah, you know the pervert gets put in the big boobas and talks about the big boobas and touches the big boobas. But anyways, one piece is good and. uh I, I keep calling Brent a coward every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might read One Piece. Like I've read Naruto. I'm currently watching Bleach. Look, right? Uh, you, need, you need to get to the best part of the big three, right? Because what One Piece is the one of the big three that has aliens, and it makes sense. Okay, but Bleach is cool. <laughs> Yeah, because Kubo just wanted to draw cool shit, but the plot is garbage, right? Yeah, but also, it's really cool. <laughs> you know what else? They say really... random Spanish words, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> they they did that in Common Rider Saber too, but I'll get to that. 
Yeah, we'll get to that in our common writer block. We're a common writer podcast now. Trying to avoid becoming just a common writer podcast, but you should. I can rewatch the Heisei era, some of it. You, you do you want to watch Ghost a fourth time? No. <laughs> no. The fact I sat through the fucking Spectre movie too. Okay, but what if we okay, but what if we dragged Riven into it? Look, alright. It's fine. <laughs> I have the ability to watch it two times speed, so I won't be affected as much. Because <laughs> two times yeah. speed. Okay. So you've caught up on One Piece. One Piece. I have a yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so on Twitter the other day, something mm-hmm. was trending and that was the One Piece is real. <laughs> Yeah. What what is that? What does that mean? So so from my understanding, apparently people just been talking about Whitebeard's penis for some reason. I don't know what that's about, but the the whole the whole the whole moment of the one piece is real happens in a really good arc. The Impel Down arc or the Marine Ford War mm-hmm. arc, which is really good. And right before like Whitebeard, spoiler alert, you know, dies. Okay. He, he reassures everyone that the One Piece is indeed real. He has seen it. He has confirmed it with Roger, and not to believe the people who said it's fake. Because starting in I think the Skypea arc, which is a few arcs back, people mm-hmm. were saying, "Oh, the One Piece was just made up. Roger made it up. It's not real." And Luffy didn't take too kindly to those words. But no, so that's just why you're confirming the One Piece is real and fuck the government. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because. Uh... <sighs> I was seeing it in relation to uh, the One Piece cock edits, where it's like, here's a One Piece character with their dick out. Yeah, that's, for some reason, the One Piece okay. fandom is obsessed with penises. Okay, yeah, that's... Alright. Like, so so Oda has his little, like, answering question, right? At, 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 you know, the end of some volumes or whatnot. And people keep asking about penises. So, huh, okay. So, like, Buggy's penis can detach from his body. Because, uh, he, he has to chop shot fruit and he can, you know, detach any body part of his body and fly around. Okay. The, 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 uh, in the main series, it's been confirmed Luffy's penis can indeed stretch. Alright, okay. There, there's, a, there's a man, I think it's Music Man or Pooh. His penis is a flute. Hmm. All right. I there's wasn't. A lot there's. Of, well, I'm not expecting so piece. much dick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> one piece is really gay. Mm, That's what we're okay. Today. It's fine. <laughs> it's gonna be the title of the episode. <laughs> one piece is really gay. I wouldn't be wrong. Anyways. So, uh, one piece good. I I read all the chapters, and I like how One Piece is currently on a time limit. Is it? Yeah. So, yeah. So Oda says he wants to finish One Piece in the next three years. Okay. Yet he takes a break like every month. So I, don't know. I mean that's I mean that's understandable. I've seen that thing. It's like here's a mangaka's work schedule, and it just. I mean, they're just I, like so killing my, themselves. My my theory about. Oda's time limit, right? 
was, I guess, recently got confirmed that, like, one of Otis' doctors told him, hey, bro, you got high blood pressure, you need to cool it. He just went, nah. But I think Otis is afraid he's going to die, so he just wants to finish work. Oh, okay. So, yeah. By, like, 2025, when he should be open. Damn. When did it start? Did it start in 99? It started in 99, yeah. I think 98, 99. The man was 17 years old when he started One Piece. Shit. Oh, it's pretty fact, impressive. One, one Piece was only supposed to last five years. Really? Yeah. But see, Oda has this problem of world building. Which makes it really good, because the world in One Piece is really good, but sometimes okay. Oda gets really into it, and this is why Wano lasted five years. You know what? what in, in the One Piece manga, when they reveal mm-hmm. what the fuck the One Piece is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if fans are like, okay, this is really good, that's probably when I'll be like, okay, I'll probably go into it. I mean, there's only been three people who know what the ending is. That's Oda himself. There's his editor who, this year for his birthday, just asked what it was, and that kid in the Make-A-Wish Foundation who died. Oh. So, so I guess the second we only two, but still. Yeah, because, like, I, I wouldn't want to read One Piece if it's like, oh, the One Piece is... Like it's actually friendship. And I'm oh, like, no. Okay, oh no! Oda, Oda has confirmed it's an actual physical thing. Okay. There's a physicality to it. At the, we're almost at the end of the at the at the, the story, right? We're we're in the final arc. Mm-hmm. We we left Wano finally. Okay. Bounties are bounties are there, and people are mad about bounties, but it's fine. Bounty is that like a bounty, like in so, Bleach? It, it, I mean, it's it's pretty much you know this their power level. I'm gonna be honest, it's it's their way of power scaling, even though it really isn't because Buggy's desire okay. the movies and it's hilarious. Which like yeah, pe- um, people apparently don't understand. Like One Piece fans don't understand One Piece. Okay. Right. Yeah, so, I mean fans not understanding their uh, the series they like is pretty normal. So, so there's a reason in canon why Luffy's bounty currently is only three billion, and it's not higher. In this world government shenanigans, and they apparently don't understand that, even though it's oh. stated. Yeah. Okay, bounty like an actual like bounty on their head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's how much money they're worth. The, the, the berries. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because Luffy's currently worth three billion. Which, in all honesty, he should be higher. He should be at least like four point five billion. But old government shenanigans. Okay, yeah, I've heard it. I've heard One Piece gets very political. Yeah, it's great. Right, Luffy declared war on the world government just to get one person back on his crew, and it was amazing. It's great. Okay. Yeah, I think in, in, in yeah, go ahead. I think in One Piece, I've been spoiled on one thing, and that is mm-hmm. Luffy's power up. Uh, you mean Gear Five? I don't or... know. He gets uh, he he has like uh, 
Okay, this could be one piece spoilers. Uh the fruit he ate at the beginning of the story oh, yeah, was yeah, actually that, like a uh, different fruit. Yes, yes, yep, yeah. yep. That's yep. That's that's his gear five. Okay. Does that feel like an ass pull or does it feel like genuine? I a little bit of both. I mean I enjoy what it okay. is. Is it as much of an ass pull as uh do you know what happens in My Hero Academia? Doesn't Deku get like eight more superpowers? Deku actually has six quirks. Yeah, no, that's an asshole. But yeah, what Gear Five is like so in in the Dress Rosa arc, uh, they made a statement. Oh, devil, some devil fruits can awaken. So like it's like it's been in the background. I mean, again, for like half a okay. decade. Because, you know, Wano took like five years. But Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like it's an asshole. I think it was fine. I enjoyed okay, it. Okay, cool. I think it's a great ability. I'm just questioning what the limitations of the ability is actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in like, every, like, Tower of Luffy gets there's some sort of drawback. And it's mostly that, that it's he's shortening his lifespan. So I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, uh, like, the, sh- uh, the One Piece is going to end with him dying. That's it. I mean, probably. But And then the One Piece is a golden apple that brings him back to life. That would be awful. I would be upset. All right, Toei, you can hire me. I can I mean, punch o- this out real quick. O- Oda did confirm in, in an interview that one of the straw hats will die. Okay. Most likely Zoro, but... So Zoro the one with does he have blue hair? No, that's Frankie. Frankie has blue hair. Zoro's the swordsman with the green hair. Okay, he and he uses like eight swords or something. So he uses three sword style. Right? Three, okay. But he can somehow you do the Azura technique, which triples his body, so he has nine swords. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so sure. you, you see one piece is a gag manga and people don't understand this. Okay, okay, that that makes sense. One Piece is great. It's, for some reason, it's about friendship and not come on, I hate those things. But yeah, I love the One Piece. Yeah, yeah. as we all know, Nakama cannot be translated into anything else. No, it has to be Nakama. It's fine. It's fine, One Piece is good. Burns a coward. I'll, I'll read it when they reveal what the One Piece is, and it's and if people confirm it's not lame, then I'm like, okay. Not secret. It's about the journey, right? You need to be on the hype to enjoy okay, what the One Piece actually but, is. But also, a shitty ending could completely ruin that. Have you <laughs> read the Have you read the Prison School manga? No. Okay. That is an example of this is a great journey. Oh, this ending fucking sucks and completely sours like ev- everything else. It's fine. Buggy will be king of the pirates because Buggy is the best character and totally not his Bug- favorite. Is mm-hmm. Buggy your Discord avatar? <laughs> yeah, he's a clown. Okay. okay, that's what I figured. It's not what you think, Brit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. that reason. <laughs> no, see, Buggy's the best character because right? he's just this jabroni who should not be in the position he's in, but he continues to fail upward. Right? He has been named one of the four emperors of the sea, but he has done nothing. And it's great. 
he is a failure of a pirate, yet he is in the highest standing a pirate can be. And it's hilarious. Okay, okay. That's why Buddy will be king of the pirates. Anyway, that's, that's yeah. pretty much one piece. Yeah, alright. Uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, I mean, I gotta save the common Rider stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Britt, you ever play Vampire Survivor? I have not played Vampire Survivor. Um, I did read a fucking stupid conversation in a Discord server that we're in mm-hmm. about Vampire Survivor. Did you read that? Do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna subtweet some people on this podcast. No, I, I have not. Uh-oh. Okay, so the the discussion was: Is Vampire Survivor a predatory game? <laughs> And because the developer used to work on slot machines, the conversation was, yeah, it's super gross and disgusting. And I'm like, okay, does this, does Vampire Survivor have microtransactions? I, I don't know. I was going to talk about Hollow Cure. But that's totally... Okay. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Vampire Survivor, but I know that's a $3 Steam game with no microtransactions, which... Yeah. Anyway... I was, I was... I was gonna talk about VTubers. <laughs> okay, t- talk talk to me about Hollow Cure. What's it about? It's it's Vampire Survivor, but with anime girls. How how are the anime girls? It's fun. Okay. I just wanted to talk about VTubers on the podcast. <laughs> well, you did it. How I, how are the VTubers? How how are they doing? Uh, uh, there's, I guess there's a lot of drama going on, but I haven't paid attention to that. Did when you I get your body pillow? Look, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I got the Dokimakura. It's still in my closet because I'm not using it. <laughs> I just bought Are you the first sure? Like, what? Okay. Like, well, what if you did use it though? I would feel disgusting. <laughs> but having a body length pillow is pretty nice. Look, I have a body length pillow, but there's no document mm-hmm. cover on it. it you just two... slip it right over. Oh, see, I have two normal pill cases on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'd rather do that than have a Dakimakura. <laughs> because it's gonna be weird. Because I put my head on the body pillow, and that's all I even use it for. <laughs> oh, you, oh, uh, oh, uh, you don't hug a pillow while you sleep? No. I'm I'm not that sad and pathetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would do that? <laughs> um. Uh, uh. Let's see. Did you finish Digimon Survive? Uh, I mean, I'm more concerned about those police sirens, but uh. <laughs> oh, I mean, like I uh, I live right next to a fire department, so. Oh. Yeah. We'll edit, we'll edit it, that out. It's fine. Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in since, since you decided to reference it. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be funny if they couldn't hear it. Anyways, mm-hmm. I so yeah, let me talk about Digimon Survive and how I have very mixed feelings about it. Yeah, because I was you know I was kind of hyped for this game when it was announced, and then they're like, we're launching this on the same day as Xenoblade Three, and I'm like, I'm guess I'm letting go of you off the cliff. I gotta. That Xenoblade simp with his gotcha games, but anyways, I don't New know. It's not about, a gotcha game. I, I I don't know anything about Xenoblade Three. I'm gonna be honest. All right, I'm gonna talk a shit ton about it at some point in this podcast. But anyway, That's go fine. ahead. So, uh, 
so Digimon Survive, right? Spoiler alert, is a visual novel with strategy RPG, you know, sections. Okay. Like it was advertised. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how, like, we've known it was going to be like that for, like, the last two years. Right, so all these fucking people that were expecting the action RPG of a Digimon story game are fucking idiots. And apparently didn't do any research going into buying a video game. I mean, That's I, weird. I I enjoyed what it is, right? I'm not a big, you know, visual novel kind of but I like Digimon, right? Mm-hmm. I like I like strategy RPGs. Right? It's fine. Uh, yeah. It does a lot of interesting things in the plot. Okay. Mostly. I'm just, just going to be a kind of a slight spoiler, but no matter what, on your first route, two people are guaranteed to die. Okay. And it's real interesting, and I like how they handled it. Right? So there's four routes in the game. So, Brent, just this is actually Digital Devil five, Survivor 5, right? Okay. This is, this is number five in the Digital Devil Survivors, right? Okay. Three Despite the fact that... The... Three and four cybers and hack his memory, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, yes. So, so there's a there's a karma system, right? It's totally yeah. not, you know, law of chaos and neutrality. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's it's harmony, wrathfulness, and morality. Spoiler alert: Harmony is actually the lawful route. Hmm. <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. And wrathful is chaos. You don't say. Really? <laughs> and, and you negotiate to get demons, I mean Digimon, with, you know, dialogue choices. You have to, you know, do it right or else they get mad at you. And you need to get to a certain percentile to even recruit them. And there's a chance to fail. Okay. And it's totally not a Megaton game, but anyways. <laughs> so there's, there's technically five endings if you count the bad ending. But there's the moral ending, the wrathful ending, the harmony ending, and the true ending. So I got the true ending on my second run of the game. And I really regret that. <laughs> Ooh, really? So. Cause I was. Because my first Indian row, I did the harmony ending. Because this is kind of mm-hmm. where my choices aligned. Where I got to that. Which is real super easy just to pick, you know, which color. You know, ending you want. <laughs> okay, so they're color coded. I mean, the answers aren't colored. I mean, yes and no. Oh. So, so mm-hmm. the answer okay. on the right will always be harmony. The answer on top will always be wrathful, and the answer on the left will always be morale. Okay. So you just gotta put the karma system. Just keep taking that, and then you just be locked into one of those routes. Even though, like, the more routes always accessible, so you don't have to get the bed in. Okay. But anyway, so I was on my wrathfulness route, which is honestly the worst route, because you're just kind of a prick on that route. And a coward. But it turns out, I got the true ending, and I wasn't a fan of some stuff that got changed. But, so there's certain things that happen in the plot that require, you know, character deaths, you know, like those two I mentioned beforehand. Yeah. Because it set up some plot scenarios. Yeah, that's just kind of slightly changed, and it's kind of worse. Oh. Because okay. one, so, and 
in one of the chapters after a character dies. One of the, you know, the teenagers uh, starts to question, you know, his Digimon partner if they're actually there to protect them or not. Because, you know, one just kind of died in a certain way. But that's been changed to, hey, some black smoke came out. I don't trust that. Are you really my friend? <laughs> and it's like, mm. wow, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, the true ending really, like, ruins what made the other, like, routes interesting. Because, you know, everybody mm. lives in the true ending. Of course, yeah, you know, it's the true ending. Okay. I mean, and, like, the true ending's, like, alright, but it's like, man, what I, what made this game interesting, and, it's like, if you go to, like, the SRPG chat, like, me resting some ale, talking about for the game for a while, and when, like, a certain chapter happens, like, dude, what the fuck, this is, this is good, and then you get to the true ending, it's like, man, it's kind of a, kind of a letdown. Like, I like what it did. But then I was also disappointed. I'd give it a C. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at uh, that uh, that channel where you guys were talking. Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Like, it, it does... What it does good in the non-true ending routes is it's great. Because it's probably stuff that would actually happen in real life if that would have happened. Mm-hmm. And then the true ending is just kind of like it's not as interesting anymore because this game's been in development hell. We didn't know what to do. Kind of situation. Yeah, one of those situations. Yeah. Yeah, because like, like your harmony endings, like you know, your decent person ending, uh, your astral ending, just like you know, kind of a dick. Some stuff happens. Normal chaos ending in Mega Ten. Uh. Uh, and then the the moral ending is just the JRPG hero ending when you punch God in the face. Okay. Because that's JRPGs do. Right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You know, I didn't know what to... Uh, I mean, what to really expect from it. I, I'd recommend, like, you play it. Maybe, maybe wait till it goes on sale. <laughs> if it ever goes on sale. Yeah, I was going to wait till it goes on sale because I saw uh, some screenshots and the translation seems to be kind of not great. Oh yeah, there's also that meme of uh, the main character's uh, name and poetry cannot be displayed at the current time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, yeah that's something that, like, if it goes on sale for like 20 bucks, I'll probably pick it up. I'd recommend it. Okay, cool. It's all bullet train. You I saw, saw Bullet, Bullet Train, Train. too. <laughs> yes, we need to talk about Bullet Train. How it's so incredibly talk, good. Can we talk yeah. about how uh, they they sung a, a Japanese version of "Staying Alive" at the very beginning of the film? Yeah, I've been listening to that version. I'm like, this is pretty good. And then at the end of the film, it was "I Need the Hero," but the Japanese version. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed this film. This movie has, like, a cracked-out pacing, and so, like, I didn't even notice it was, like, two hours long. Yeah, it's great. Just, 
like you know uh, the way how like all the character backstories like link in together I think it was super neat and uh, just really fun action film you know what Brent I feel like you're a Gordon you th- really you think I'm a Gordon <laughs> you're a Gordon man I I really want to watch that movie again I'm probably going to wait until uh until it comes out on Blu-ray mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Fantastic movie. I think the director, he was a co-director on John Wick. That would make sense. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. It's uh, The movie's very stylish. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a... I think I'm an Oliver Brent. <laughs> Hold on, look at what he did. He directed Deadpool 2. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's why there's that cameo. Mm-hmm. That that cameo made me lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> what a cameo! Oh, he directed Hobbs and Shaw. I've heard that's not that good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. How'd you, how'd cool. you feel about the characters, Brent? I really like the characters. I think the cast was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, like uh. I've liked pretty much everyone. I think I think Joey King's character oh, I yeah. think mainly her outfit was kind of weird cuz I'm yeah. like you're like in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, like it was and, and you're dressed like Kaede from Danganronpa V3. Oh fuck, she was Kaede. <laughs> yeah. Um fuck. yeah, uh, really good. Apparently it's based off of a novel. <laughs> oh, hold on, I'm I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, um, novel. there was a slight controversy where uh, in the original novel, all of the characters were Japanese. Ah, uh, but they decided to make all the characters in this like uh, kind of multinational. Like, there's you got Brad Pitt, who's like an American. There's that uh, what the fuck is his name? The Wolf. Oh yeah, the Wolf. <laughs> He was from Mexico. And you know he was from Mexico because his dope book was in Mexico. Yeah. We had Lemon and Tangerine. Yeah, Lemon and Tangerine, they were pretty good. Uh, the White Death. The White Death. Brent, am I Lemon or am I Tangerine? That's the real question. I okay, think... so in terms of our. Our group, who's lemon and who's tangerine? Yes, I'd probably I'd probably say you kind of feel like lemon. Yes, everyone loves lemons. The meringue pie, lemon drops, lemonade. God. Um. <laughs> okay, slight spoiler for the ending of that movie, but fucking uh, when she gets hit by the truck, <laughs> the isekai truck. Yeah, the isekai truck that fucking Lemon is driving. I lost my mind. That's what I saw with my friend. He's like, oh, fuck, tangerines. I was like, man, that was the isekai truck, wasn't it? He's like, I love the tell of your mind when I'm like, yeah. It's kind of sad. Oh, that was great. I enjoyed yeah. the film. Yeah, yeah, me too. It was really good. Really good. Also, like how like characters get introduced and then they just die. 
Yeah, I like how the water bottle had a section. That's, I love that. Oh, what a... What a good film. Anyways. I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Dan, you were lying when you said you've been using most of your free time to sleep. <laughs> Look, I, a lot of my free time has either been devoted to sleeping, or magic, or, or trying to set up a new D&D campaign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Alright. So I've been I'll up be to some stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I just spent, like, like, 200 bucks on magic cards. So it's... Oh, oh god. I, I look. I I'm building this Rakdos burn deck. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Uh, uh, so Rakdos is red and black. That's the color combination, right? So the yeah. whole gimmick of this deck, right? So hold on, let me pull up my commander real quick. I forget what his name is, but uh, let's keep talking. So the whole gimmick mm -hmm. is that everything is an odd converted mana cost. Because okay. I thought that was funny because I misunderstood how the companion command uh, command. Mm -hmm. Companion mechanic worked when I made this, you know, <clears throat> Obush the Peer Piercer, my uh, commander, in my commander deck. So everything's odd converted mana cost, and it's funny because it'd be a lot better if I put even converted mana cost cards in there. It'd work a lot better, but it's not. But I'm not because the gimmick is all odd and it's funny. Okay. That's my magic talk. I also okay. bought two two boxes of Dominar United because a friend bought a case, so I bought two boxes off of him. I'll be getting those at the end of the week. But anyways, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All Brit right. Is very uh, confused. I am very confused. Look, Brit. Reading the mm -hmm. card explains the card. Okay. Play Magic again. <laughs> I played Magic once. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm into this. It's fine, Brent. You just you just need to play commander. Alright. Super simple, okay. super straightforward. A hundred card deck. It's a singleton format. It's better than Yu-Gi-Oh. Little 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 upset that the that the tabletop gaming channel is just used for Yu-Gi-Oh at the Discord server. Is it oh, really? I have that channel muted. <laughs> it's mostly just Yu-Gi-Oh talk because the the fucking master duel shit. Oh yeah, Master Duel. That thing came out. People seem to like that. They do. But, like, there's some magic talk when someone else besides me says they're playing magic, and then I'm never around when those conversations happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go down the list. I have my media thread on Twitter open to remind myself what I did the last few months. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay. So I think last time I talked about how I was wrapping up uh, the Trails series and going through them mm -hmm. I played the fan translation of Trails into Reverie I wasn't done with it I finished it like the day after we recorded that podcast mm -hmm. uh, that game is fucking fantastic it's really good I can't wait to play it again in like over a year when it comes out officially mm -hmm. unofficially played it gotcha yes I played through a fan translation because it's fine the official look have you seen anything about the official localization releases of these games no okay so this all right so trails under reverie came out in japan in 2020 mm -hmm. and 
last year, NIS America, they're the ones who publish the series in the West now, they announced, okay, uh, we're publishing four games from Falcom, uh, one of them in 2022 and three of them in 2023. Mm-hmm. The first two are Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure, with both have fan translations that I've played through. They mm-hmm. bought the fan translations from them and are putting them into the into their new ports. Mm-hmm. And then there's a completely unrelated spinoff that doesn't share the same world characters or gameplay styles. And then they're focusing on the new game that comes after Cold Steel 4 that they localized in 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then when people are like, well, we don't want to... We don't want to wait that long to play it. Uh, they, like, just this week, sent a cease and desist to the people that made the spreadsheet translations for these games. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty scummy. Like, if this is the only time that a company has ever gone after a fan translation for something. Mm-hmm. Like, not even Nintendo went after, like, the Pokemon fan translations. Right. And stuff. Uh, so people are super pissed off at them. They haven't said anything about it yet, though, like officially. But mm-hmm. really ridiculous. But Trails in a Reverie was really good. I like that a lot. Uh, let's see. I'll just skip over some stuff. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I watched everything, everywhere, all at once. I that was good. That movie's really good. Uh, I don't like it as much as you know like a bunch of other people like some people are being like oh it's one of the best movies i've ever seen i'm like this is really good i think it might be a bit too long Mm -hmm. uh but it's really funny has a nice heartfelt story uh some great directing Mm -hmm. yeah overall really recommended uh did you watch the batman the new batman movie i heard i heard good things yeah it's it's another case where i think it's pretty good i don't think it's as good as everyone else says it is i think it is a little too long but uh it's probably it's e- i think it's easily better than the dark knight trilogy mm-hmm. and yeah probably probably the best batman movie i, w- I would say oh Brent, we're not going to talk about the uh the rainforest cafe video <laughs> oh, oh are you also in my fucking media thread but the, uh, well, the rainforest cafe thread uh video is a little ways down Oh, I just saw everything everywhere all at once, and then it was just right there after it. Because I rewatched it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's see. I talked a bit about Bleach at the beginning of this podcast. I got through the fucking Bount arc. Have you watched the Bount arc? Brit, mm. I was a teenager during those times. You, you think I wasn't watching Bleach at that time? So I didn't watch Bleach when I was a teenager, because... I only really cared about Naruto, and if I was going to start Bleach, I want to start at the beginning instead of like watching it weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the worst piece of fucking anime filler I have see- ever seen in my life. You mean the filler? That's filler, but it's also canon just for the anime only? Here's the thing about anime filler. A lot of the times it sucks. I know that. I've seen uh, the original Naruto series, all 200 episodes, twice. I've seen this Gintama gif. Yes, you've seen the Gintama gif where they explain filler. The Bount arc is the worst piece of anime filler I have ever seen. But it's not filler, it's canon to the anime. Shut the fuck up, no it's not. No it is, it's actually anime canon. But you think I'm joking, but when you get to the, the Katakuri Town arc, right? The fucking 
Ted Belgar just shows up at the flashback to talk to each of you. You're like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it was so bad I had to take a multi-month break off of watching Bleach. Um, the bounce fucking suck. Their plans make no sense. It's super inconsistent. Uh, they're vampires. But not... Re- they're soul vampires. Jin Karia looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway. It sucks. Don't watch it. <laughs> but if, they have to, it, to watch the anime, because it's anime canon. It's I, not I, manga I, canon, but it's anime canon. I'm dedicated to watching all of Bleach, and so that's why I sat through it. Christ. Anyway. It's anime canon, that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brit, just wait till the belt show up again. <laughs> God, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna see Jinkaria's stupid fucking face, and I'm just gonna melt. <laughs> Okay. Uh, did you watch the Doctor Strange movie? Oh yeah, I did see that. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was back in May. Um, that movie's okay. It's pretty mid. Yeah, like I think it's more interesting than most of Marvel's stuff. That's because Raimi directed it. <laughs> yeah, I clapped whenever Bruce Campbell showed up. That was great. And he. Uh, and the thing he's doing is like a reference to one of the Evil Dead movies where he keeps punching himself in the face. So that reminds me, right? So to watch mm-hmm. the Doctor Strange movie, I, I had to watch WandaVision. Oh, which no. I also forgot about, right? Yeah, that's I like, understandable. I like how this movie, though Disney said WandaVision was a card viewing for this movie, but then this movie just completely ignores WandaVision. That's really funny. <laughs> Like, Wanda learns her lesson in WandaVision. Spoiler alert, she didn't. Yeah, the part where he fights as a zombie is cool. Oh, I like that. The part where people got mad at this movie using, like, kind of weird transitions was funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah, um... So, I gave up on playing The World Ends With You, the oh. first game. I watched the anime instead. Yeah, like, doesn't... Cause I think the game, right, like, it like limits your grinding ability. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, so, the reason why I didn't like it is because I've tried to play that game four times. I don't like the way it plays. Mm. I think it is... I think the controls feel awful, and... I wish the Switch version had a actual control scheme instead of use the Joy-Con as a pointer on your TV screen or use the touch screen. But I watched the anime. The anime's fine. It tells you the story. Uh, it definitely, you know, it feels like an anime adaptation of a video game where it moves too fast. Oh, see, Brent, the problem is you, you, you didn't play Kingdom Hearts, so you're not gonna, you're not gonna like the world in with you. Alright. Uh... Well, because I'm going to get to Neo The World Ends With You, the sequel that I really liked. Because it's not, the fast, that one's not associated with Kingdom Hearts, you see. It It's probably going to be associated with Kingdom Hearts later. Maybe. Like, I imagine 4 is going to probably bring stuff into it. I don't know. Sora's Sor wearing sneakers now. I don't think his goofy shoes are going to work. Uh, but Neo The World Ends With You is really good. Uh, has a pretty good story and the cast is fun it has an incredible soundtrack 
uh, I think the combat system is just kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ha- did you play Neo The World Ends With You at all? I haven't played The World Ends With You, I'll be honest. Okay. So in this one, um, m- multiple characters, you have like four party members. You eventually get like six, but it's mainly mm-hmm. four for most of the game. And they each equip a pin, and so it's like this type of pin is uh, you hold down the button. This one is you tap the button, and then... Mm-hmm. It's like uh, th- there's different pin types, and they map to the four shoulder buttons and square and triangle. Okay. And I think for the most part in the game, it's fine. Like I can like put up with it, but you get to the last week in the game, and it really starts to like fall apart. The camera sucks. You can't manually move the camera. The right stick just adjusts which target you're targeting, mm-hmm. and so you get to the situation where there's some enemies in the final week of the game that just fucking suck to fight because they're off like dashing out of your view mm-hmm. and you can't hit them uh, I started to kind of really lose patience in the last week uh, but then you get to the ending like the final day segment and it is incredibly good I'm like okay this final boss and everything is fantastic uh, overall really good game I'm glad I finally played it it's nice to see Devil Survivor ripped off the world ends with you. I, I was I was just remembering that the world ends with you has that you know time date like story system thing going on similar to Devil Survivor. And I right, yeah, what, and like yeah, each day is like a chapter. Yeah, and I want to see which one came first. And it was the world ends with you by two years. So. Oh, okay, yeah, that um, that game came out in like two thousand six that sounds 2007 right. yeah seven that was, and then de- that was survivor okay that's 13 years ago Brent. Damn, okay i don't i, I don't want to think about it uh okay so we talk about best girl i can't remember her name holy fuck best girl from the world ends with you no devil survivor devil survivor i don't know okay. which one you would be referring to uh the one that's on the law route the maiden trying what's her name I don't fucking remember her name either <laughs> oh no <laughs> she's clearly the best <laughs> anyways moving on talk about Spy Kids 4 I, I'm not talking about Spy Kids 4 <laughs> that movie fucking sucks um like I'm not gonna talk about fucking everything on this list I finished G Gundam though the best Gundam it's really good it's what so a great good. show. Uh, I, I watched it dubbed at your suggestion. Look, I get what Deuce is talking about, that you should consider the sub. However, the sub does not have the English voices, which makes it ten times better. The English voices are really good. Oh, it's so over the top. It's so good. It's great, yeah. What a What a good show. <laughs> Uh, it, may, it, it made me go, I'm more interested in Gundam, so I just, I downloaded all of Gundam. See, that's what G Gundam does. It's, it's the perfect get- gateway, because it's just the 90s shonen tournament anime, but with mechs. Okay, but see, I've seen so many Gundam fans go like, oh, I fucking hate people that recommend G Gundam as the first one. It's because those are the people that recognize that Gundam was supposed to be anti-war propaganda, which it is, but G Gundam's just fun. Yeah, I like a good fun thing. Uh, I'm thinking 
for my next series, I don't know if I want to just start at the beginning or go into Gundam Wing. Just do the fucking so, G Gundam and Gundam Wing, the two, uh, Toonami double pack. As I enjoyed Gundam Wing growing up as a child, it honestly doesn't hold up that well. I've just seen I'm, that clip of Hiro Yui falling down the cliff and he stands up, and I'm like, I kind of want to watch this. Which is fair. But my personal recommendation, I mean, if you were to start with the first Gundam, then you would probably just be better off going through the entire Universal Century timeline. So starting with Wayne, which is a separate timeline, would probably be better. Okay. I didn't know Wing was separate. I don't know what the fuck the Gundam timelines look like. So G Gundam was the first Gundam not to be in the Universal Century timeline. Yeah. So, after that is when you start having different timelines, but then sometimes they go back to the UC timeline. Okay. So, I'd say is, yeah, go with the wing, but... Wing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, is yeah. Gundam Witch the new one going to be part of Universal Century? I think, hold on, I think it is, but I'm going to double check. Ah, uh, Gundam, yeah, Mer- Witch from Mercury. I feel like it's in the Universal Century, but I could be wrong. But continue while I look this up. Okay. Yeah, G Gundam, really good. Uh, quickly talk about, I watched New York Ninja. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's not, but go on. Okay, New York Ninja, it was a movie, it was completely shot, and it never came out, was never edited, uh, kind of just sat on a film reel for years, and then like a year or two ago, a company called Vinegar Syndrome found the reel, and it didn't have any of the audio, so they fucking went back, re-edited the film, dubbed it over, mm-hmm. and added sound effects, and uh, released it out on Blu-ray. Uh, that movie's really fun, highly recommended. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh then I finished the game Death Stranding. Have you played that at all? I have not played Norman Reedus with his Norman Reedus. <laughs> um, I didn't know what to expect with Death Stranding. Um, I don't. So the game has uh, like beat those BT encounters with like the mm-hmm. the afterlife leaking through. Um, mm-hmm. I don't play horror games because I get really bad anxiety with them. Mm-hmm. And I really coward. Go on. Yeah, and anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, like I wasn't the biggest fan of the BT sections, but then I got to the ending stretch of that game, and that game is fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. It lets me the game lets me beat the shit out of Troy Baker, which I mean, <laughs> automatic I mean, nine out of ten. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> we never you never ask a persona voice actor their opinion on anything. <laughs> yeah, don't ask. I guess his voice actor about vaccines. <laughs> well, she's a robot. Right. He doesn't know. You can ask Johnny on Bosch. Johnny on Bosch is a nice guy. Remember when he tried to get canceled by Funimation? What? Yeah, the, the people of Funimation were accusing him of the same thing that they were accusing Vickles. Oh, yeah, and those quickly went away because I'm pretty sure that they were not true, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I like Johnny on Bosch. I mean, I just wish he had uh, more than one voice. Hey, he has two. (laughs) 
British you should watch. Ichi <laughs> British Ichigo doesn't count. <laughs> no, you should watch the anime Eureka Seven dubbed. He plays Renton, and he's using a high pitched voice, and it's funny. Okay, he's Johnny Three voice then. Yeah. You count British Ichigo for Jonathan. <laughs> Oh, I was confused. I'm like, when the fuck does Ichigo become British? <laughs> when he voices Jonathan in the JoJo dub. I should go back and watch that dubbed. That sounds fun. No, it's not that good, actually. No, but it sounds fun. No. Anyways. Uh, let's see here. I played through the game Punchline based off the anime called Punchline written by the Zero Escape writer Kotaro Uchikoshi. Um, mm -hmm. do, you know any, do you know anything about Punchline? No. So if the main character sees panties, the world explodes? <laughs> okay. Uh, so after, what was it? After Virtue's Last Reward, uh, Zero Time Dilemma originally was cancelled. Mm -hmm. And he apparently went to go write Punchline as a way to blow off steam. Mm -hmm. So it's just super fucking goofy. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's super low budget. And mm -hmm. the game, it's on Steam and PS4. The game never goes on sale, so you're going to have to like pay 40 to 50 bucks or how, however much it is. But it was a fun time. Uh, I played that in anticipation for his next game that came out this year, I, the Somnium Files, the Nirvana Initiative. Isn't Which, that the game where he survives being killed by looking at porn? Uh, yes. The main uh, the main character of the first game, Date. Uh, mm. it, the whole thing is that um, uh, it, it's like a joke. Um, if whenever he gets excited, his reaction time increases by three point six times. <laughs> and so uh, his AI ball, the, the AI that lives in his fake eyeball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, will take advantage of that to help him like uh dodge attacks and stuff mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. but th this the sequel nirvana initiative is the sequel um the whole thing is that you're switching protagonists uh it switches between like points of the story that are set in the past six years ago mm -hmm. like shortly after the events of the first game and then the present which you know six years after the first game and it's about these bodies that are being cut in half one mm -hmm. half is found six years ago the other half is found in the present but in mm -hmm. each respective time period it's like they just died but and what color are their eyeballs uh i mean generic colors i'm making a yakuza reference go on uh, <laughs> which yakuza game is that a reference to Technically, it was Judge Eyes, which is Lost Judgment, but you know. Oh, oh, okay. That's why I was a little confused. I'm Wait, like, is there on. like a plot point where... When, I was when, like, did, when, did, when did the second game come out? Lost Judgment? That was last year. Okay, so we, we talked about it. We talked about mm -hmm. the, the Lost Judgment sequel. Yes. Okay. We did. So I just thought about that because I played that. I haven't played the DLC. Me either. I'm going to get to that this year, though. Uh, just, you know, a bunch of other stuff came up. Mm -hmm. I've heard it's good. I want to see my boy Kaito. He's going to be the main character now. Probably. Or my f my dream solution is that, oh, talk, when you were out of town, you were in a horrible bus accident or something, and he had to get plastic surgery. 
We also had to uh, find a donor to donate their vocal cords. No, you could see karaoke. <laughs> God, that'd be so goddamn funny. I mean, oh, I'm hoping for a, a Yakuza 8 trailer soon. Yeah, apparently there's going to be something. So, uh, Boy, Ichiban! Uh, but anyway, Nirvana Initiative. Uh, it's mm. pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the first one. I think that... Um, so this game does this thing, and the first bit of it, it asks you if you've played the first game. Mm-hmm. And if you answer yes, you have to like literally answer quiz questions by typing out. It's like, who got shot in the leg at the end of the first game? You have to like type out their name. There's You can't like really guess it. Mm-hmm. And if you hit no or you fail the quiz, it gets rid of all the lines in the game that are spoilers for the first one. Oh. Which is really neat, but I also think that creates an issue where uh, characters have had to have, like, their either their development or their, like, uh, character relationships with other people. They've had to be, like, kind of reset. Okay. And I think as a sequel to the first one, it's disappointing, but it's mostly its own thing. Okay. So it's pretty good. Um, the main twist of it, I'm not going to say what it is. It made me lose my goddamn mind. I'm like, wow, this is really well constructed. I appreciate how well constructed it is, even mm-hmm. if I have to suspend my disbelief a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. Uh, the secret ending is one of my favorite things that this writer has ever done. Is there a dog? Is there a dog? No, I don't think there's a dog. Okay, so the dog isn't controlling aliens? No. Okay. There is a Minecraft man. <laughs> hold, on, I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Hold on a minute. What's Steve the Minecraft dude in this game? Uh, he's a comedian. Oh. Oh, like, hold on. what's his face from, uh, from Zero One? If... Uh... I almost said Arturo. That's not his fucking name. That sounds right, actually. Hold on. Is that right? That might be right. Yeah, Ar- 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 Aruto Heaton. A-U-A-R-U-T-O. Here we go. Alright, so uh, here is Minecraft Man. In, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> if, if you're wondering why is his head square, uh, they they never explain it. He just looks like that. I feel like that mole. If you remove it, his head deflates. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, very good. I liked it a lot, and ex- except for the stuff where I'm like, well, as a sequel to the first game, it's kind of disappointing, but. Mm-hmm. As a whole, really great cast, and it's it's a ton of fun. Definitely recommended. Uh, definitely recommend playing the first game first, and then the second mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, I watched the first season of Spy Family, despite the fact I don't like uh, watching currently airing anime. Oh, I've been reading Spy Family. I just haven't caught up for. Well, yeah, I watched. I, se- I watched season one, and I'm like. When the manga is going to announce that they're going to be finished, I'll go through the rest of the series. 
I think it's good. Me too. It's really great. What a fun time it is. Yeah, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of a game called The Looker? That sounds familiar. It's a parody of The Witness. And it's on Steam. And it's okay. free. Okay. Uh, it's really funny. It's like an hour and a half long. Uh, the final mm-hmm. sequence of it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say on that one. Let's see. Uh, I watched the first batch of Stone Ocean that Netflix put out. Which, I know how you feel about Stone Ocean. It's not good. Uh, that first batch is pretty good. Mm-mm-mm. It's almost bad. I think it's a good Mm-mm. adaptation. I, I don't like Stone Ocean. I mean, yeah, I, I, I know you don't like Stone Ocean. <laughs> I don't like Stone Ocean. I'm not watching it. Look, I'll be honest. I, I, I jokingly said during part five, I'm just going to stop watching the anime when Fugo leaves. And it just so happened. That actually happened. I didn't plan for that to happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Fugo left and I was like, and some stuff happened. Like I said, we're back to finish watching it. And I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, Look, uh, people, people can like part six. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. That's understandable. It's not for every, it's not for everyone. It's definitely it's, one of the weaker parts. It's the side, the side characters are just so weak. Not like how how do I how do I put this? Like for example, Hermes is just worse pwned ref. Kind yeah, like I agree. I think the side characters in part six are definitely the weakest part. Well, cause, like uh, Jolene they're, they're, just really steals the show. Like Hermes is like whole like plot is literally just Ponoraf's plot. But yeah. after Ponoraf did his thing, he still had a purpose. In part six, yeah. Hermes is just there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, anyways. Let's see. Uh, Discotech, great, uh, great anime distributor, put out a remaster of Cyber City Oedo 808, an OVA mm-hmm. series from the 80s or 90s. It's a cyberpunk mm-hmm. series. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. The remaster looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. It's three episodes, and it's a really fun time. Yeah, okay. I don't know. There's not much else to say about that. It... Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, all right, the video. I ate at every Rainforest Cafe in the country. I love the Rainforest Cafe. We used to have one here. Then it closed down like 10 years ago. So, like, the one near me, like, is one of the ones that don't have the fish in it. <laughs> it's, okay. the one, it's the one fucking Gurney Mills. It's... I mean, you can tell that like, it's not doing very well, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, that video was a journey. Yeah. I want to go to the one, what was it, in Texas? that had, like, the fucking, like, the big super one. Yeah, the one that looks like it has, like, a lot of it, uh, effort put into it. Yeah, I want to go to that one and the one in Canada. Brent, that's what we're doing, all right? We're going to go to the Texas one, and then we're going to fly to Canada. <sighs> I don't want to recreate this man's journey. <laughs> no, no, we're just going to go to those two. 
<laughs> just the two that are farthest from each other. Yeah. Look, look for it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's just going to be a nice little vacation, right? Not making a video on it. It's fine. I don't want to go to the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> it's fine. I'll get Ryvin in on it. He'll do it. <laughs> Alright, um, so after that, uh, in preparation for the sequel, and I've also been playing, uh, mm-hmm. I played through Devil Summoner Soul Hackers. Oh yeah, Soul Hackers. Yeah, have you played Soul Hackers? So, alright, let me do this light story, right? Where I okay. found a copy of Soul Hackers at a used game store once, and I didn't buy it, but I joked about it. So I went back mm. later, I'm like, maybe it's still here, I'll buy it. It wasn't there. And now it's like uh, $90 on eBay. Yeah. Love love the secondhand games market. Let's go. Um, so Devil Summoner Soul Hackers uh, might be the most disappointing game I've played this year. Yeah. Uh, I was... Wow, yeah, I was right. It is $90 on fucking... On eBay. Okay. That, that sounds um, about right. So, it, I'll get this out of the way. Soul Hackers one, the vibes, the aesthetics, and the music are all fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. Um, I think seeing people hype up this game for years, and then me finally getting to it, I think my expectations were might have been too high. That's fair. I mean, um, I think the story and characters are not that great. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the yeah, the story's like... It, how do I explain it? It's like shit just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those stories. Uh, Nemissa, who's the demon that infects your best friend, is one of the best characters in the game. But even then, she doesn't really get any development. Like, she doesn't have her memories. Then she gets her memories. Then you go to the final dungeon. And that's kind of... You know, that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gameplay's not that great either. Uh so this game has something called demon loyalty. Okay. Which is your demons have a loyalty from one to five. If if they have low loyalty and you're like, do an ice attack, they'll go, what are you, stupid? And then, then they just punch the enemy. So I know something about this because I watched a video about, fuck, what was it? It's the only one that has an amazing English. It's not soul hackers. It's, uh... Fuck, what is it? Hold on. The first devil summoner? It might be the first Devil Summoner. Might be, yeah. I just watched a video about this, and they brought up the fucking loyalty mechanic. Yeah, I found... It it was the first Devil Summoner. It was? Okay, cool. Uh, I find the loyalty mechanic to be... Like, I don't like that amount of RNG Mm -hmm. in the story. Like, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. The the gameplay overall was just kind of tedious, and I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will go ahead and cut in to what I've been playing recently Soul Hackers 2 that came out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that game is really good mm-hmm, so far mm-hmm. Like, it's the best I could tell right now it's the best 7 out of 10 that I've ever played uh, or the best ah. seven, out, 7 out of 10 I've played this year and the uh, uh, the gameplay is kind of interesting so it's instead of it being like press turn when you mm-hmm. attack an enemy's weakness, you gain a stack. Right. And then at the end of your turn, 
you do a Sabbath attack, and depending on how many stacks you have, that's how much damage you do. So how much and of the first game do I need to know to play the second game? None. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those sequels. It's like, it's pretty far removed from it. Okay. Um, now, granted, the dungeons so far have all kind of been hallways, which, ah, I mean, I'm that's fine. I enter into a trance when I go into a dungeon, then like an hour later, I'm, I'm done with it. It's like, oh, cool, I'm done, done, done with the dungeon. Uh, Prince, Prince just missing his kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, okay, something I'll mention about Soul Hackers 1, there's the coolest part about that game is the stuff that's called vision quests. Mm-hmm. It's where you play as a character right before they die. Okay. And it, that sounds pretty cool. The problem is that the first game only has three of them, so it feels kind of half-baked. Mm-hmm. And um, also the problem with them is that uh, you, uh, when you play as the character who dies, you go through a dungeon, and that's also the next story dungeon that you do. Oh, okay. So then it just kind of feels tedious. It's like, oh, I'm going through the same dungeon again, but now they activated the puzzles, and it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, um, instead of the vision quest, they take place in a sp- in a space called the Soul Matrix. Okay. Which I'll show you a picture of what this looks like. It's a. Uh, I got to, I got to the. Uh, why why did you not copy this image? Come on. Fix fix your your app Discord. There we go. Shit. Okay. There's a spot of the Soul Matrix. Uh, you kind of see what it looks like. Um, it is like a bunch of you know hallways and rooms and stuff. But the fact that it's not like a main story dungeon you have to go through, and also you get all of your vision quests for your main party, uh, I think that is pretty good. I think it's handled a lot better than uh, than the first game. I think it's definitely it feels more interesting. How is this connected to the Amala network? I don't know. The first game didn't really have any connections to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Soul Hackers 2 so far has been pretty good. Uh, all of the character designs are fantastic. Okay. And Ringo, as a voice protagonist, is great. Like, she has her own, like, personality and stuff. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun so far. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, the characters already way better than the first game because they actually have interactions with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then I saw how after Soul Hackers 1 I saw how people were uh, trying to push the Klonoa series because that was getting a re-release. Mm-hmm. I played through both of them. Uh, Klonoa 1 is neat for mm-hmm. a PS1 game. Mm-hmm. I don't think it holds up very well nowadays. I think the, the the controls feel a little too loose. I think a main appeal back in the day that was, you know, 2.5D. Mm-hmm. I think that was a bigger thing back in the day. And yeah, I will, say was... the, I will say the PS1 game looks better than this one. Like, this one is based off of the Wii remake. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. The game's, like, fine. Uh like I don't think it's it does really anything remarkable, but I could see if you played it as a kid, you would probably fucking love it. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I played through Klonoa 2. That game is considerably better. Uh, that was a PS2 game. I think it has more interesting level design and gameplay mechanics and like some levels have like kind of unique gimmicks that keep it fresh mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. story is better told and I'm like okay I can see why people are probably Klonoa fans mm-hmm. uh, and yeah I don't know like it's uh, it's a fun time I would say for Klonoa 2 it's definitely worth it. Klonoa 1 is fine, uh, unless you try to play the bonus stage they added. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was... I th- no, it, it was in the original, but it's like a bonus stage you get at the end for like collecting everything. Uh, my thumbs fucking hurt after playing through that level. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the game comes, comes with an easy mode that gives you infinite lives, because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, some of that was ridiculous, but that was fun. I got through that. Uh... Let's see here. I went back and finished Space Dandy Season 2. He's a dandy guy in space. Um, I'm glad I went to finish that. I did not expect everything to tie back into the ending. Oh, that was great. I'm like, oh, this ending is really good. This is, like, fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I never actually finished that whenever it was airing, but... Oh, it's great. Definitely good. Let's see. Uh, I started watching Breaking Bad. I've been through the first two seasons. Uh, Watching this show is fucking bizarre. Yeah. Because I'll hit a spot and I'm like, I've seen this gif a hundred (laughs) times. Like Walter looking at his phone all distressed. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty fun. Uh, I'm slowly going through it though. The show stresses the hell out of me, so uh That's fair. I'm still going through it and I'll probably get back to it soon. Um let's see, I played a PS1 game that got a fan translation called a uh, Akinkagua. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a pretty ambitious PS1 game. It's like uh it's a point and click adventure that's also like a movie game. Okay. And it's like it was all dubbed into English, but it wasn't like translated into like none of the text was translated into Japanese. Okay. Um, it's kind of awkward to control, but I think it's cool that games like this are getting fan translations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can beat it in like four hours. Uh, it's okay. recommended if you're want to see a neat PS One game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. I finished that Live Alive remake that came out. See, I was going to buy that, and then I forgot about it. Mm. 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 How was it? Uh, so, really good. Um, <clears throat> it's fantastic. It's a really good remake of the Super Nintendo version. Uh, One of the guys is a common writer. Yes. <laughs> well, kind uh. of. He's a he's like a he's a mecha protagonist. Uh, he is uh, was designed by the character designer for G Gundam. It's also great. Yeah, uh, really good. Um, I if this game came out like officially in America back in the nineties, mm-hmm. there would be so many indie games like trying to copy it. It would have been kind of like Earthbound in that regard. 
So, so going back to Gene Gun for a bit, do you ever hear the reason why the the mech suits designed the way they are in G Gundam? No, actually, like uh, the the skin type black suits that they wear. Oh no, I was talking about the actual like like Gundams themselves. Oh, the okay, no, I haven't. So, so I was told back in the mm-hmm. day the reason why you, you have such ridiculous you know Gundam designs is because they didn't want them to make toys out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I have heard about that. So they <laughs> they just made these super annoying like suit designs, and then fucking they're like, we're still making toys out of them. But yeah, it's just a nice little piece of trivia that I enjoy. Why the fucking Swedish Gundam's a schoolgirl? But you know. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> she is probably one of my favorite characters in the show too, uh, Alan B. Yeah, but Rain's better. She is. You're right. Best girl, one in the end. Fucking Diz. I mean, she's from Neo Sweden, right? Yeah. Yeah, LV, yeah. That makes sense, okay. I mean, Issa also says she's better, but Issa's also wrong. Yeah, Rain is better, though. But anyway. Yeah. Fuck's the talking about? Oh, yeah, Live Alive. Alive really good yeah. remake. Definitely recommended. Uh, I hope it leaves the Switch soon. Mm. Um, my only real issues with it is the prehistory chapter is kind of boring, and the near future chapter drags a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Okay, here we go. I got to the big bomb. Uh, Xenoblade Three. I uh, uh, mean Shin Megami Tensei Four, because he looks like Ben. Okay, I was like, where the fuck are you going with this? <laughs> uh, Xenoblade 3, it is my game of the year, easily. I don't think anything's gonna, uh, knock it off that pedestal. Um, it combines a lot of stuff that made Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 good, and just streamlines it, makes it better, gives it more quality of life. Uh, Mm -hmm. the gameplay is incredibly fun. Mm -hmm. Which, I've seen some people say, uh, the gameplay is bad, because it's hard to read. Because you have six party members plus an extra party member all fighting at the same time. Okay. It looks like kind of a mess, but you can easily parse what's going on when okay. you're fighting multiple enemies at once. Mm-hmm. So, it's not too bad. Uh, you mentioned how Xenoblade 2 has a gotcha system. This one doesn't yeah. have a gotcha system. This I'm... has something called a the hero system where you just find these people out in the world and you mm-hmm. do a little side quest with them and you unlock their class. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a bunch of different classes you can spec into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story and characters are all fantastic. Like, I feel like JRPGs can have this issue where mm-hmm. you get like, like certain party members kind of like fall to the wayside a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like Persona Four. Mm-hmm. How like. Or how about uh, Persona Five? Actually, would probably be a better example. Like Haru, kind of just you know, she kind of falls to the wayside, and she's just kind of there to get us so late. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but this game doesn't have that problem. You get all of your party members in the first three hours, and all of them feel like equally important. Every time I'm like, eh, it's been a bit since I had a scene with this person, they immediately get a scene. Like they all interact with each other in fun ways. Uh-huh. Uh, the game has really good side quests too. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely like the stories with all of them and how they all connect to the different areas that they're from. Uh, mm-hmm. 
really good soundtrack. The soundtrack's more subdued than the previous two games. Like, it's more going for more, like, atmospheric, uh, subdued soundtrack. And I think it really works for what it is. I think the, all the battle themes are great. Uh, mm-hmm. The story is fantastic. And you played through Danganronpa V3, right? Yeah. Okay, the reason why I bring that up is because it reminded me a bit of V3 and the way that I finished it, and I'm like, people who lack reading comprehension aren't going to like this one. Oh, oh yeah, because people didn't like how V3 ended. <laughs> yeah, because they, you, because they don't know how to fucking read, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the overall story is really good. Um, it's... The way how it, like, mixes Xenoblade 1 and 2 together is really interesting. Like, three of your party members are from Kevis, uh, mm-hmm. and they're based off of, like, the races from Xenoblade 1. So you have, like, a human, a high Entia, who they have wings on their head, mm-hmm. and a Machina, who is, like, a machine person, who has, like, kind of bluish skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three of them are from Agnes, which are all based on Xenoblade 2 races. So you have someone who, like, she's a cat girl then someone like oh her hair's on fire because she's kind of like a blade from uh from xenoblade 2 then like another like uh, regular human and i think it like they're mixed in really interesting ways like you'll walk around the world and be like oh i recognize this landmark from xenoblade 1 or that one from xenoblade 2 uh there are some people who had really weird expectations for this game where they thought it was going to be like uh, an Avengers big crossover event where all of the characters will come back and do stuff. Uh, which oh. it wasn't It wasn't marketed like that at all. No, oh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because I haven't yeah. played Xenoblade 2. But isn't like Xenoblade 2 like a thousand something years in the future from Xenoblade 1? Like. I'm, okay, I'm going to spoil Xenoblade 1 and 2 right now. Oh boy. That's why I don't have to play two to play three. Go on. They take place at the same time. Excuse in, me. In did oh did you beat Xenoblade one? Yes. Okay, are you okay with me spoiling Xenoblade two? Like you? I'm not gonna play a gotcha game. Go ahead. Okay, I don't think the gotcha is that bad, but you know whatever. <laughs> um, so you know at the end of Xenoblade one, whenever Klaus did that experiment. Mm-hmm. Um. And at the end of Xenoblade 2, you find out when he did that experiment, he created two parallel universes. <laughs> uh, one is the Xenoblade 1 world, one's the Xenoblade 2 world. Do they merge? <laughs> uh, no, they don't. Well, that, 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 that might be a thing in Xenoblade 3. Oh, but, no, they do. Okay, go on. Um, so Xenoblade 2 takes place on Earth. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to see if I can find this. Hold on a minute. Two. What is this place called? It's Moritha? Is that what it is? Let me... Let's see. Land of Moritha. Let me fucking get this screenshot. And I'm going to send it to you. So you go beneath the cloud sea in Xenoblade 2, and this is what you fucking see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um... So yeah, they so, take place at the... Yeah? So what you're telling me is Xenoblade X is canon. Uh, it might be. I don't know. But... Uh. Um, yeah, but uh, Klaus, whenever he made... Uh, was doing the experiments, uh, he... Mm-hmm. In Xenoblade 2, they show that he used this 
which is totally just the Zohar from Xenosaga. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about um, it. Uh, you know uh, Alvis in Xenoblade 1? Yes. So he is just like uh, Pyra slash Mithra and Malos from Xenoblade 2. All three of them were part of the computer system. No. Which is why in Xenoblade Definitive Edition they changed his necklace to look like the Zohar. Oh, this is dumb. Yeah, it's really good. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Xenoblade Three, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, uh, like like I was saying, some people had ex- weird expectations for the game, mm-hmm. like how they thought it was going to be some big Avengers crossover. Um, yeah. I keep thinking about this because mm-hmm. I saw one tweet. And you ever see a take so bad you're forced to immediately go back to sleep? Yes. Um, this person was like, if you don't think the marketing for Xenoblade 3 was, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, deceptive. Then you're a bootlicker. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go back to fucking bed. <laughs> you know, I don't know need to what, read this. You, know you know what marketing was deceptive? What? Fire Emblem Class SMT. Because they were told to make a trailer in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but, uh, yeah, Xenoblade 3, fucking fantastic. I love every cast character. I love the story. I think the gameplay is really good. Mm-hmm. Music is great. Like, they're so... Like, the, just, I can't... I don't really have any faults with it. Like, it's one of those games. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's become one of my favorite games of all time. Fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I'm going to mention that real quick. I'm like, I should beat this before Soul Hackers 2. It's the same team. Yeah. Uh, then a Final Fantasy 14 update came out, and I'm like, I'm not fucking finishing this. Before then. Thanks, thanks uh, too deep in the system. Yeah, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So this is a game that I've had a lot of trouble playing because it's when because it first came out... Vagina Bones? Yes, exactly. Um, what are they fucking doing? They got rid of her vagina bones. Which totally isn't a 4chan meme that people took seriously. Um, I uh, So when I first started playing it, some real life stuff happened, pulled me away. Then I'm like, let's go back. You know, a few years later, I'm like, let's go back. Let's actually play this game. I played it for 12 hours. I'm like, I fucking hate playing games on the Wii U. That's mm-hmm. true. I hate the Fisher Price tablet. Uh, so <laughs> then, they ported it a few months later to the Switch. I'm like, all right, let's play this again. And I'm like, I went through 12 hours of it like a few months ago. I don't want to play through the first 12 hours again. So I shelved mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Started it back up. Uh, finally going through it. That game is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for it to be the only Fire Emblem game that I beat. That's going to be funny. <laughs> so I'm gonna be like, yeah, I've. I've played a Fire Emblem game. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. The gameplay's really fun. The story's not going to win any awards, but I think the character interactions have all been fun so far. Like, mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. know the Switch version had, like, more story content? No. Yeah, like, they added a new dungeon, and uh, it's, like, has new cutscenes mm-hmm. that are fully voice acted, and there's new vocal songs, too. And I'm like, I had no idea they put this much work into this port. See, I never That's played cool. Tokyo Mirage Session. I'm just in it for the memes. Because mm. it spawned a lot, and it makes me laugh. It did, yeah. Look, uh, for, have you have you heard 
the, 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 the ending song of the game. Yeah. Yes, I've heard the ending song of the game, Faya Emblem. Faya Emblem. Which apparently, that's like a song that was in the first trailer for Fire Emblem. It is, but they just see like, it really weird. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cool. I like that. Uh, oh, did you, not, did you not know about the Fire Emblem opera like trailers? I did not know. I just knew of that one trailer. I'll 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 uh, I'll link you the uh, the trailers. Okay. Watch them later. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Tokyo Mirage Sessions have been pretty fun. I put it on hold to go to Soul Hikers Two, which I'm playing through right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll go back and I'm gonna finish that game after Soul Hikers Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Then let me see what else have I done. Because now, now we're catching up. Uh, that Final Fantasy XIV update came out. They added uh, Animal Crossing in Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go to an island. It's completely like you're, the stuff you gather on the island and all the, like, the currency you get, it only goes in the island stuff. So you're not making any like in-game money by selling shit. And mm-hmm. you just go around. You gather stuff. You can farm, take care of animals, uh, set up a capitalist nightmare. <laughs> Um, let me let me find the fucking chart. So, when you gather stuff, you have these workshops. Okay. And you can set a schedule for your workshop. Mm-hmm. For them to craft stuff, and after they craft stuff, they automatically sell it. Mm-hmm. I opened up this menu, which is the supply and demand menu. Which is showing me, like, <laughs> what they want, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> this is going to be a problem. Uh, but yeah, I have... Uh, you set two rest days. I have my rest days set up for the days that I don't work, so I can just gather a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just have them like, working a bunch. Uh, I'm at level 8 of 10. It's a pretty fun mode. I don't know. Like, I'm glad they added something like that to it. Uh, it would appear they might have taken the videos off YouTube. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they're just fucking fucking opera trailers for Fire Emblem. They were great. Oh, I love those trailers. But anyways, continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And then... I'm just kind of scrolling through my list here. Uh, Discotech put out the Project A-Cope 2 remaster. That's a fun movie. Uh, it's just about um, Aiko, whose parents are Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh... She's a Japanese schoolgirl, and aliens mm-hmm. invaded, mm-hmm. and they get up to hijinks. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I did find this trailer that was only seventeen okay, okay. seconds. Sprint. You should watch it. I want. I want to hear your live reaction. I should. Okay. What the fuck is this? Hold on a minute. <laughs> this one's still up. What the? <laughs> oh, okay. That did, that doesn't tell me anything about the game, but okay. What happened to Dorcash? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I can't find the, like the teacher. I mean, I have I found the original opera song, but like mm. that, I'll just fucking like link that to you. You can listen to it later if you feel like it, but. Yeah, no, that, that trailer has nothing to do with the original Fire Emblem that came to America, which is Seven, which is the Blazing Sword. <clears throat> trailer has nothing to do with it, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> because the only thing it has to do with is there's a character named Dorcas in the game, but they call him Dorcas. 
<laughs> it makes me laugh because I'm a child. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, I watched the Dragon Ball Super movie. That movie's fun. Uh, I know Piccolo I... goes green and Gohan Blanco is canon. You mean he goes orange? Well, that's what it, yeah, yeah, I think he went green, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> I very much appreciate how both this and Broly were like more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Movies. Uh, I like the focus of with Gohan in this one. I'm like, that's good. I I like Gohan. Gohan Blanco. Gohan Blanco. I will say I do not like how they massacred my boy Cell. I haven't seen. I've seen what oh, he yeah. looks like. I haven't seen the. Yeah, movie. it's weird. Don't like it. Mm-mm. No, sir. He is not perfect. Mm-mm. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, then the last thing I'll talk about before we get to the fucking Common Rider block. block. I finished Cutie Honey the Live. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. live action version of Cutie Honey that Discotech put out. Uh, yes. In terms of the general release, it all looks really good, except for episode three, because that's an upscale. That's what like, mm-hmm. looks kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cutie Honey the Live is really fun surprisingly i'm like oh this is like a fun lighthearted tokusatsu series uh good, it's written by the guy it's written by like a bunch of like common writer writers like hold on uh hold on one of the guy there yes <sighs> i love the man but i hate the man here i'm gonna link you the my drama list page you can look at all the writers but uh yeah, like, uh, they've all written for Common Rider. Like, this guy, he's written for Drive and Forza, Zero One, Double. This guy, oh, this guy wrote for Saber. Uh-oh. Yeah, the, the, hold on, hold on. The, the... It's not the okay. main Saber writer. But... I was going to say, yeah, no, good old, good old, in a way, in this fucking... <sighs> I love the man, but he also fucking fucked up for Beaky, so I hate the man. Oh, did he? Yeah, so, right, so before we get to the common writer block, so Hibiki, yeah. you know, like I think I mentioned this beforehand, like, the, like the like the first three fours were not like a common writer show, whatever. But then in episode thirty, they like, changed the entire like writing staff and everything, and they put in a way in charge of the writing with I forget who else to put them with, but then they turned it into a common writer show, and everyone was very upset. Okay. Like, I like this. Like, this man fucking wrote Agito. He fucking wrote uh, the one Ryuki movie. He was a writer on Ryuki, but he was the main writer on the movie for Ryuki, so that was good. Like, he's written, like, I like a lot of shows. He wrote fucking Kiva. That's fucking love Kiva. He wrote on Decade. So, like, I fucked up Biki. But, anyways. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. Common writer, writer, writer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cutie Honey: The Live. It's pretty fun. You know, live action, action adaptation of Cutie Honey. It is a little horny, which. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Cutie Honey, so you know, whatever. Uh, good old Gona guy. Yeah, good old Gona guy. Uh, yeah. Um, it does have some common writer actors as well. Um, oh. Hayami. Okay, Hayami. He's a detective. Who does he play in Common Rider Kiva? He's. Common Rider Saga. Oh, Saga. Which one was that? Is that who I think it is? 
I'll double check. It's been a while since I've seen Kiva. Is that yeah, yeah? Nobori Tiger, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who um, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's a fun. Yeah, he's a fun character. I like him. Uh, and then uh, one of the main villains is played by Kai. How do you pronounce his name? Kaisha. Kaxia from. Phase. You mean Phase? Mean... Phase? Yeah. I mean Zixa, the guy that. The, the... That's how you fucking pronounce that name. <laughs> yeah, I think I guess it's been a it's been a hot minute. Hold on. Because there's key in there. Oh god damn it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Key. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. All right. Um, anyway, yes. so he plays one of the main uh, main antagonists, and uh, he's kind of a fucking loser. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the show's about uh, Cutie Honey fighting against Panther Claw. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the four evil bosses of Panther Claw. They all have some kind of messed up thing with them. You know, like a how, how do you pronounce his name again? <clears throat> I believe is. Ah, fuck. Uh, I need to... Kaiser. Kaiser? Kaiser. Because his surname is Kai. Because Greek letters. And Phi's. That's why Phi's is the letter Phi. Like, oh, in, that makes sense. Okay. Like like in, like in Zeroscape. Okay, okay. Wait, hold on. There's also a common writer Delta. Wait a minute. Is there Common Rider Sigma? Technically, I think there is in a movie, but I'm going to double check that real quick. But I okay. feel like there is. But anyway, uh, so they all have you know something messed up with him, like you know, Kaiser's actor. Uh, mm-hmm. He has multiple personalities. This other mm-hmm. guy, he he randomly starts speaking English. Uh, <laughs> this one girl, she's a lesbian, and the other one, uh, this one girl, she's old. I like how her problem is that she's a lesbian. Okay, really, <laughs> her main problem is that she fucking eat, eat. She eats raw eggs with a shell and everything, and she's like <laughs> spitting raw egg out. It's fucking weird. I'm. I don't know what they were doing I, I, I with that. I thought you were going to say she was eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's also totally grooming her students. Oh, oh, oh! Did you know you're not allowed to say the word groomer on like Twitter anymore? Oh really? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, people yeah. are like trying to use it to throw shit at a uh, like fucking LGBT people. Um, yeah. Overall, Cutie Honey the Live, it's really fun. Uh, however, each Blu-ray starts with a, a text intro that says, "Some things in this maybe haven't aged well." <laughs> I wonder why. Don't so I'm gonna, wrote this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil. Well, Gug, he he wasn't the writer on um, yeah, but he, on the but he, on the TV show. But he wrote Cutie Honey, <laughs> and it's just as bad. So, Kaija's actor, um, mm-hmm. you know, here his character, mm-hmm. uh, he he has multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the show, he gets a fourth personality that's a woman. Mm-hmm. That's handled about as well as you can th- imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and which is not handled very well at all. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really fucking weird. Like typically, I can, I understand if something was you know from a different time, and it maybe hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. But this really kind of took me out of it. I, I thought I'm you like, were going to say he turned into a rapist. I'm like, ah, oh, so he's playing the same character again. 
Hmm. <laughs> look, look, he's not a good character in Vice, and people who think he's good because, oh no, he's meant to be a douchebagger. Ha ha, he make funny face. He's, he's bad. He, he racist, he rapist, he misogynist. He's bad. Anyways. Damn. Anyway, yeah, overall, <laughs> Cutie Honey, the live, uh, it's pretty fun. I definitely recommend it. I was surprised at how much I laughed at it, too. Mm-hmm. All right. But now we've burned through it all. We're at the Common Rider block. The Common Rider block. Okay. So let's go over the Common Rider stuff that I finished real quick. I finished Kabuto. Kabuto was so good. I liked Kabuto overall. Um, I think yeah. that the biggest issue it has is that uh, <coughs> excuse me it's kind of boring for a good chunk of it like it's kind of like nothing really happens then Hiori's actress gets sick but you see Brent it's because your container's not big right there's a two episode arc that's just an Iron Chef parody I don't know what the fuck that came from. I'm like, eh. That was great. I loved it. The white knife and the black knife. And the white knife can defeat the... Oh, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> it's a little risque now, thinking about Anyways. Uh, any, anyway, uh, yeah, overall, Kabuto was fun. Tendo was great. I think after Hiori's actors get sick, the show becomes really interesting. because <laughs> you get all these weird episodes. Okay, those two dudes who are uh, like punished or whatever. The Hell Brothers. Yeah, the Hell Brothers. They're fucking losers. They're so funny. Yeah, it's great. Oh. Yeah, overall, Kabuto was pretty fun. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I also watched the Kabuto movie. Godspeed, love is so good. That movie is pretty good, and I'm like, oh, that's how it attaches to the main series. Okay. What a Chad moment. Shows up, does something, doesn't explain, leaves. He's literally pulled a Chad moment. Tendo is yeah. a Chad. Tendo is a Chad. He's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, Kabuto, I liked it well enough. I, I, I liked it. It's great. Loved it. Uh, up there. Then... Okay, I finished Common Rider Revice. I started Common Rider Revice. What do you think of it so far? I'm enjoying the first seven episodes. Yeah, I think Common Rider Revice starts really strong. Mm-hmm. And it ends pretty strong, too. Mm. The problem is that there's a stretch of episodes that are really boring. I like George. George is great. He's my favorite character. So good. Um, by the way, I think you have to watch the Battle Familia movie at some point for something in it to make sense. I mean, that uh, sounds like Common Rider. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Over, like, Revice overall, I think it was pretty disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. It might be better if you can watch multiple episodes in a row because I watched it weekly. Oh, but you think I'm not doing that? <laughs> so there was just a stretch of episodes that I'm like, this is really boring from week to week. Uh, and then mm-hmm. 
you get to the end of the series and the final arc it goes through I think is really good but it also doesn't it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. how, how, like it didn't have enough development with it it didn't develop its story enough uh, which is probably my biggest problem with it overall I think it has some fun characters uh the ending is really good. I can't wait for the ending to be ruined by a movie or something. Okay, so it's the revised movie that added a special episode that takes place after episode 4 and before 5. If you want to, extra finals, I don't care about that. Beyond Generations, the next movie takes place after 13, before 14. This is canon. And is, okay, so I have to watch Beyond Generations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Overall, I don't know, it was pretty disappointing i guess but uh um mm. yeah uh then i'm going through common rider build build is really good build is fucking fantastic so far i'm 18 episodes in it doesn't feel like it oh no build uh, is fucking great build not having the two episode arcs for the most part oh you know it's great it's pretty good i'm like man it's great not watching a common rider with that <laughs> Yeah, no, it's ooh, ooh. You're gonna, you're gonna get some stains. You're gonna feel some stuff. I'm 18 episodes in, so. Oh, just wait. Mm. Later on, towards the end. Yeah, oh, man, it's been really good so far. I like all the characters. Uh, yeah, it's the story yep. so far is pretty interesting. Mhm. I like that it's had constant mysteries too. Oh yeah, this doesn't drop things. It's great. Yeah, I'm like great. Reminded me of an issue I have with Common Rider Revice. Mm-hmm. Is that the show likes bringing up plot points that seem super important mm-hmm. or vital, and it just conveniently forgets that they exist for a while. Oh no! Until they need to. It's. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you more about that whenever you finish it. But mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt about it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I guess the last thing for me in the Common Rider block, uh, we both did. Do we both watch the first episode of Geats? We did watch the first episode of Geats. It's pretty good so far. It's, it's a strong first, first episode. episode. It's yeah, yeah, pretty strong, pretty good. This man has big Tendo energy, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it premise seems interesting, like a battle royale Common Rider it's thing. Fortnite. Yeah, it's, they <laughs> specifically mentioned Fortnite as an inspiration. It's like you took X-Aid and Ryuki and you dashed in a little bit of Kabuto. Boom. And I guess Fies, too, if you want to count, like, some suit designs. Like, Gites has um, some very, like, clear, like, Fies and, and inspirations. Yeah, and I like the writer for this season. He wrote X-Aid and Zero One, which are both seasons that I like. Which means we're going to get four movies. Let's go. <laughs> okay, since this is based off of video games, do you think we're going to see him? Oh, yeah. The, oh, the he man? Was, he, this, the man was set up in that Zero One crossover movie, so yes. I need to watch that Zero One crossover movie. The Presidents? Yeah. We are yeah. clearly going to see him. That man was, like, Brent, not the spoiler thing, but that man was also in Kamen Rider Geo. So, uh, yeah, 
He's great. Yeah. I lo- I fucking love Dan Kurito. <laughs> yeah, it's the same job. I just like like the first like ten episodes. Like he's just generic like CEO guy, but then he got the you know overact and it's great. Just yeah. Suck in some anthrax because his designs were cooler. <laughs> the tweet's really good. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I hope we see him. Maybe uh, I hope that there's an like a Mad Lad equivalent, like how a uh, Thouser kind of was in Zero One. Jack Eatingbridge. Mm. You know, I was talking about South. There was somebody recently. Yeah. I think it might have been some mail. Somehow got brought up. I just, I just love how this man's whole like character, like villain motivation, right, was over a toy dog. Yeah, it's pretty good. Too bad COVID <laughs> kind of fucked with the release of Zero One. Yeah, but he did give us four extra episodes. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really weird thinking about it because it's only supposed to be 41, but we got 45. I don't know how they would, that would have changed the plot significantly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, that's all in my Common Rider block. What about yours? Uh, I watch Saber. Alright, let's talk about Common Rider Saber. Uh, I hate Fukuda. He's a piece of shit writer. And I wish he never worked on Kamen Rider ever again. Right. So, this, right, right the plot mm-hmm. for Saber was originally very different. Okay. As I found out. Let me pull up the wiki and I will read it to you. Because this, <clears throat> what we should have got, is way cooler than what we got. So, uh, 12 Kamen Riders of varying alignments has appeared throughout the series. The concept of battle royales between multiple riders has been done in the past, like Kamen Rider Yuki, so it's supposed to be a battle royale between the 12, you know, riders. Okay. So it was supposed to be a road trip kind of series, where the main rider, Saber, would travel to, you know, the different, like, areas, and, like, like beat up and, like, fight and befriend, like, the other riders, before, you know, they fought the big fight, and... Saber also wouldn't have had memory loss, which is just kind of shoehorned in there for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's dumb, and I hate it. They they took it out because COVID happened, and I was like, oh, we need people to be friends and not enemies. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, that sounds way more interesting than whatever the hell Saber is. Isn't it about books? <laughs> so it is about, so our main guy, fucking even his name, forget Tome, Toma Kamiyama. No, his name's Tome because it's English, like Tome. And uh, his name has Kami in it because, once again, Fukuda has a fetish of going organized religion is bad, but let me make my character a Messiah Christ figure. Okay. Also, incest fetish. Because mm. mm. you, you remember the ghost enabled incest, right? Yes, I remember the ghost-enabled incest. How Spectre had a thing for his sister? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. So the, this time, it's the younger sister has a thing for the brother. Mm-hmm. It's bad, and okay. I hate it. 
But did, did you see that image I put on the Toki channel? Uh, that the same picture. Yeah, I, I didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> so that's that's Spectre, and that's fuck what's her name. She's Kamen Rider Sabella. She has a thing for her brother. Yeah. Is it like, like a biological brother or? Yes. Oh man. All right, just come like on, Spectre, man. Just like Spectre and his biological sister. Come on. But but here's the thing. It's even worse because even if like a guy like just like taps him on the shoulder, she gets very possessive and freaks the fuck out. <sighs> okay. Would it be worse if she started having yaoi fantasies about her brother? I think it'd be about the same. Cause ooh, it's just bad. Like so, see, so it was Samuel. I was talking about Thousand earlier because we were talking about Saber, mm-hmm. and how when she's first introduced, she's a better character. Because you know it's clear that she's like you know a villain type character to begin with, with her actions. Yeah. But like we don't know a lot about her. But then like her brother gets introduced, and it's just. She wants his dick real bad. Man. She, she, even, she even does the uh, uh, One-sama kind of thing. She refers to him as Lord. And I hate it. And I hate <sighs> Saber. I remember Samael was talking about it and he said there's a stretch of episodes that are like really good. I mean, I thought none of this was good. Mm. <laughs> but... That's... What about that one gif of the guy running into the sky? Oh, you mean Toma in episode 33? <laughs> Which is supposed to be a very heroic thing he's doing to try to stop the end of the world. But even the Japanese are like, this is funny. <laughs> but, oh. But, so, right, so. So, Brent, the secondary writer, right? You know, they're supposed to be, yeah. you know, a little antagonistic, a little, like, you know, a little bit of a rivalry kind with the main writer. Yeah. Blades is probably the most milk toast, boring-ass second writer there is. Oh, really? So, like, like he's introduced, like, at the end of episode one, episode two, and it's the first time he sort of like, hey, I need I need that driver back. And Tom was like, no, I'm going to save people. And Blades is like, okay, we're friends now. I have no real character development besides this one enemy general killed my master and I have no parents. Look at me. It's so bad. <laughs> there are way too many like writers. Oh really? They... How many are there? Uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Which is the same as Ryuki. But here's the thing. A lot of the times they're not doing anything. Like, literally, like, there is a stretch of episodes where we're introduced to, like, the first, like, six writers. Besides, like, the main, like, villain writer for the first, like, ten episodes. Yeah. And it's literally, oh, here's their introduction, here's their book and what they do. Next episode, here's another one. And it's just... It's really poorly written. <laughs> like... So then there's this fucker named Tassel, right? Who's like the narrator, but then he has like actual plot relevance. 
Okay. He, he's the fucker with the green hair that I posted. With oh, fucking, yeah, okay, him, yeah. I hate that fucker so much. I just, I don't like Saber. Like, it's not as bad as Ghost. Because at least Saber had cool suits. Which, so here's my biggest question. Yeah. How much fucking money these suits cost? So the whole gimmick with Saber, right? Or the, or the, for the, you know, the actual main three riders, is that on their driver they have three different slots. Yeah. For different, you know, books to be inserted. And then that part of their body changes. I want to know how the suits were dealt with and how much it cost. Like, was there just a separate suit for a different, like, book in each slot? Hmm. Did they somehow have changeable parts on the suits? How expensive was this? Like, fucking Saber has, like, fucking 50 million, like, upgrades, too. I'm not even joking. Hold on, let me, let me find how many power-ups he has. Do, 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 form changes. So, base form. Okay. Where is it? So he has base form. One upgrade. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight different forms. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's a uh, and uh, I don't like it. Uh, yeah, like the like I haven't seen Ghost, and I obviously haven't seen Saber, but like the th- you showing me the first episode of Ghost is what convinced me that I don't want to see anything this dude writes. It's not good, and the fact that they let him come back because this whole thing is like it's like oh I want to teach kids stuff when they watch Common Rider. Okay, cool. That just kind of gets thrown out the window. Halfway through, anyways, both times. Yeah, it's it's like any new Common Rider of the series that comes out. I'm always like, have to be be prepared in case this dude comes back and be like, oh, I guess we're not watching that season. It's just, I mm-hmm. like I'm just thinking about some of the forms. Yeah. And how, like, literally, they're there for, like, an episode, and it's like, okay, goodbye. Alright, there's one toy down. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, I like how one of his super forms is literally just his base form. Oh, really? That's because that's his true final form in the final episode. Well, Zero One did that, too. That. Yeah, but it was better, and it was handled better. Right, yeah. So I'm I'm a fuck. Oh, so a different camarader that did this. So I just can't remember. Oh, okay. So, so I'm gonna you know do a little spoiler. So Brent, you sure. you know how at the end of Double, right? With, you know what happened with Philip and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
and how he came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was kind of, that was that was earned a little bit, right? It was, yeah. Mm. So they did that in Saber too. Oh, okay. The Rider. Was it wasn't earned? earned. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No. Got, got a complex man. Got no. Mm. Also, right. So I remember watching when Saber came out like, two years ago, right? And my first thought was, this was a weird episode of Double that I watched. Right. I remember you talking about that. Because it really felt like he's taking some inspirations from Double. Yeah. Like, what's her name? She she she's the one that owns the detective agency that uh, actually calls it the chief. Is her name Akia? I think so. Right. So like, <clears throat> like there's a character like just like her in Saber, and she's yeah. used for comedy relief, and it's real bad. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like there's really bad comedy in this show. Like it, it's meant for children, but. Agiko, that's her name. Yeah. I think her name's like Mai and like this show. Okay. Speaking of double, have you Mm -hmm. seen uh, any of Fudo P.I.? I have not. I've been meaning to. Is it good? Tell me it's good, Brent. I've seen like the first episode. It seems pretty good. Um, There are some people who talk about how uh, it's not good but also those people are what i would consider to be fujoshis oh. and uh fudo pi adds in a female love interest for shotaro oh because they want shoto and philip to make out yeah and so it's a part of me like i want to watch the rest of the series to find out is it actually bad or are they just saying it's bad because <laughs> they can't pretend anymore it's because they can't pretend anymore. Right? Yeah, probably. So, 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 so Britt, in the VTuber channel, we learned that there is a Yuri equivalent to Fujoshi's for guys like Yuri. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It, 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 a Hime Danshi, which means princess boy. Ugh. Which, why why does the Yaoi get rotten, but the Yuri gets princess? I don't know. Japan, fetishization. Yeah, it's... As someone who used to be super into Love Live, let me tell you. Wait, wait, hold on. Fucking weird. You you were in Love Live, Brit? Do you not remember this? No, I don't remember this, Lord. Um, uh, it was back in 2014 when I first went off to college. Uh, mm-hmm. I got super depressed, and I don't know. I just like watched the Love Live anime, and I'm like, that was fun. I uh, like this. I like, I I like the 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 music in Love Live. Print stuff with the idol culture. <laughs> well, they're not real. Neither are VTubers. <laughs> yeah, it's like the VTuber equivalent of idols, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I. Let's see. I watched the first two seasons and the movie of the first series. Mm-hmm. And then I tried watching Love Life Sunshine and. Uh, Love Life Sunshine was pretty much like the characters are like, oh man, remember the first set of girls? Remember how great they were? And when they kept on just saying like, I we need to get inspiration from Muse, which is the first set of girls. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I want you to be your own person and not the whatever the hell this is. But anyway, anyways, yeah. So Saber is bad. It's not as bad as Ghost, because I like yeah. the shoots. 
Like, they have some really fucking cool suit designs. And it's a shame they're in this shitty series. That sucks. Like, I'm gonna see what else this fucking man wrote. Because all I know is apparently even in the fucking, like, uh, final stage, you know, the stage play thing they do, the, uh, the incest is in there, too. So, yeah, there's that. Because... Oh yeah, I was talking about Spanish because one of the fucking writers' name is Espada. Because they're all named after swords. That's kind of cool. And it's just... The character just only refers to them by their code names. And it's like... Stop it. Okay. Takuro Fukawa. What did he do? Why is there... Oh, that's why. That's, that's what's going on there. But anyways... Uh, let's see what else he wrote. No, I just want to fucking... Chrome is being a piece of shit, and I don't know what's going on. Speaking out of it. Let's see, I'm on his page right now, written a bunch of Common Rider Saber specials and... Ghost, Saber, Saber. Samuel said the Saber movie was good. I don't believe it. Yeah, this guy guys in a lot of shit. I don't know, like Yeah. I think it's funny that every single thing he works on has fucking incest, incest? in it. What, yeah. what's, what's the trope the author's poorly hidden fetish? Yeah, the author's poorly hidden <laughs> fetish. Uh hates religion, loves incest. What if he hates oh. religion because religion bans incest? I don't think they ban incest. I think that's wrong. <laughs> no, it's fine. But anyways, you were saying. He said the Common Rider Saber movie's good. It has a lower rating on my drama list. Look, I don't know what Samuel's talking about. Look, there are people who think Saber's a good show. They're idiots. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah I follow one of those people on Twitter. <laughs> He's like, oh man, Saber's gas. And then, but then, I don't know, he, he's also like a uh, Kamen Rider Revice, the best writer. And I'm like, I know. No, see, the best writer is Akito. And then, arguably, it's actually Decade, but you can't watch Decade until you've seen the first 10 essays. Right. But, but I'm just saying, you, you need to focus on the first era of Heisei, right? And get to Decade. I, th I think I've almost watched everything in the second era of Heisei. Actually, I will have, except for Ghost, obviously, and Zio. It's Geo. Fucking whatever. <laughs> but you can't watch that until you've seen every other season. It's fine if you skip Ghost. Yeah, I... Hmm, should I... Oh, I also have not seen Wizard. I was watching that with Riven. We're only five what? episodes in. Wizards. My problem with Wizard is that it really relies on the two arc formula. The two episode arc formula. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, he can't lose or else the show ends. It's fine. Just put some mayonnaise on your donuts and then that's the wizard experience. You know, 
Japanese mayo is sweeter on yeah. donuts would probably be pretty good. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not gonna try it. I want to get some QP mayo. That sounds good. <laughs> can you even get that in the states? Yeah, yeah, you can. Fucking people on TikTok are always talking about QP mayo. What the fuck? I want some QP mayo. I want to try it. Uh, do you like a? Do you have an Asian grocer near you? Uh, apparently, they sell it at Target. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I got to go to Target now. Or I got to go pick up some. Okay, QP mayo. <laughs> look out for the QP mayo spoiler cast. <laughs> I am also going to track down QP mail. <laughs> Hold on. I, I can have it shipped to me, okay? <laughs> I don't Shipping know, mail? That, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, it could get, like, hot in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> There's no way they have QP mail. But you remember when I worked at a grocery store, right? Yes, I remember that. Uh, apparently, that said grocery store has QP mayo. Oh. <laughs> Looks like I have to return. <laughs> I have to go back to hell. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a really fun bit, though, the QP mayo spoiler cast. Hey, hey Britt, remember in the species of reviewers where Angel was turned into a bottle of mayonnaise? I do. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> uh, what a what a time. Well, oh. I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, of the QP mail uh, spoiler cast. Watch out for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch out for that next time. I'm actually gonna have to fucking track down a bottle of that. Uh, I I guess tomorrow when I'm off work, I'm just gonna. Let me look. Asian grocery store near me. Oh, a few near me. Okay. Like I think the closest one to me is Chicago, and I'm not driving to Chicago for some mayo. I'm be honest. But what about QP mayo? Would you go to Chicago for QP mayo? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Let's actually see where the nearest one near me is. It's just. This is the best podcast right here, our Asian market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Apparently, I do have Asian markets in my town. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, I have one that's three minutes away from me. Okay. Uh, mine. Oop. I got well, one. Shit, all right. It looks like a bit of a distance, but like how how far away is this? Pull up the Google Maps. Directions. The closest one to me is like 15 minutes. <laughs> it's not there. Oh shit! I know exactly where that's at too. Hold on. Trent, I'm getting mayonnaise tomorrow. 